Hey, friends and family, this is Jay Julian from the Life Builders Club. Glad to be here with you today. Uh, we're going to have a good time. We're going to talk today about some things that may be a little different for us. This week, we're going to talk about happiness. How many want to be happy? I know I want to be happy. In fact, I think most of my life I've chased after happy. Um, what I did find is that I'm not always happy. Why am I not always happy? There's got to be a reason for it. Hmm, maybe we're not supposed to be finding happiness. Maybe we're supposed to find joy. There is a difference between happy and joy. Have you ever noticed that sometimes you could buy something and you get psyched for like the first, mm, I don't know, hour, two hours, maybe three? That thing seems to make us incredibly happy. Maybe it's a new car, maybe a computer, a new phone, a new toy, a new car, whatever. And uh, we get totally psyched and have that feeling of happiness, the feeling of euphoria. But soon it wears off. We're not happy anymore. In fact, most of the time we want something new. The thing that we once were excited about no longer holds any value to us. We start looking on the computer thinking, hmm, maybe there's something else that I could buy that would make me happy. Maybe there's some other program I could sign up for. Maybe there's some magic formula or some pill that I could sign up for. And we find out that it never works. For some reason, we just never find happiness, no matter what we may acquire in our lives. I don't know about you, but I don't want to live my life that way. I don't want to always be pursuing the next level of happiness, only to find that it's disappointing and it really doesn't satisfy. I want to live a life where I find joy. Joy in every situation, joy in every season. The Bible tells us in James chapter 1 that we can actually rejoice in our lives. We can rejoice and find joy in our lives even in times of trouble. Now that's kind of wild, isn't it? Most of us would do anything we can to avoid trouble. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I hate conflict. I hate trouble. I hate trials. I hate when I get sick. You ever get sick and you just think, man, this sucks. I don't want to be sick. I don't want to be hurting. I want to be healthy. I want to be free. I want to be running. I want to be enjoying life. And, and it seems like when you get sick, it takes forever to get over it. And every minute feels like a month. But the Bible's telling us we can find joy even in tribulation, joy even in sorrow. Joy, even when crap hits the fan, how? How can that be? How can we find joy even in the midst of troubles, struggles, and trials? Well, that's the big thing. I think that we can find joy by being content in our lives, by being present in our lives, by being able to be in the moment doing what we're doing and seeing how cool it really is. I mean, hanging out with my kids, sometimes we think, oh, I wish they would stop being loud or obnoxious or crazy. But then if you realize what a gift it is to have kids and to have them in our lives. You know, if you were to talk to an old couple who maybe had their children and now the children are gone and the grandchildren only come once a month or even less, those people might say, you know, it's great that they're gone, but wow, I miss them. I wish I had been more content when they were here. I wish I had learned to embrace the moments while those moments were in my life. You see, I think the key to living a happy life is to find joy, and to find joy is to find contentment. If we can be content with what we own, 
content with where we live, content with the job that we have. If we can be content, we will definitely find joy because we won't have that discord in our hearts, that struggle to say what if and if only, but instead we say, thank God for what I have. Thank God for where I live. Thank God for where I work. Thank God for the friends that I do have. Instead of focusing on what you don't have or what you could have, how cool would it be to focus on what you do have? You know, it's amazing to me. I'm a musician and a fan of music. I love music. And some of the greatest songs that were ever made were made with people who realized that they needed to use what they do have to create something that has not been made. I think of the Beatles who, with eight tracks, were able to make some of the greatest music we'd ever heard in the 21st century. I think of this band that I used to like called Rage Against the Machine. And the guitar player didn't have a great guitar, and he didn't have great amps and great sounds, and he made a decision that he was going to use what he had, be content with it, and never look any other way. Just use what he had and really try to figure out how to make that work for him. And with that, he ended up creating music like we'd never heard before and doing things on the guitar that we've never heard before. How cool is it to be able to just say, you know what, I'm going to use what I have and I'm going to be content with where I am and I'm going to embrace this moment. I think also the key to joy is to say, you know, I'm going to go for it with this as a starting point and not look at the end, but look at the beginning. Everything we do can start simple. And if it starts simple and we're thankful for what we have and we start to create with what we have, we can truly find joy in our lives. Also, I think that overthinking can truly sap joy. When we think of how something should be, how somebody should be, have you ever thought to yourself, man, if only that person would do whatever it is you had in mind, then I would be happy. Well, that is the quickest way to find yourself discouraged and depressed. Instead to think, wow, this person's unique. This person has their own uh, special thing going for them. Maybe I should embrace who they truly are and not who I want them to be. I think that would produce a joy in our lives as well, in our relationships. Not trying to change people, not trying to make them conform to our image, but instead appreciate them for who they are. That is guaranteed to reduce frustration and anger, which in turn will help us have joy. Another way I think you can maintain or even grow and joy in life would be to choose to be positive. Every time a negative thought comes to your mind, capture it quickly. Uh, the Bible also tells us to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You know, when I think of how Christ thinks of us, he thinks of us as forgiven. He thinks of us as new. He thinks of us as a new creation. He thinks of us as his child. He doesn't think of us as an enemy anymore. He doesn't think of us as lost or uh, hellbound. He thinks of us as his children. 
He also thinks of us as his disciples, as his workers, as his spokesmen, as his ambassadors. When Christ talks about us, he doesn't talk about us as dirty, rotten sinners. He speaks of us in a positive manner, in a faith-filled manner. So when I think about how we handle our lives, sometimes I think we speak in such negative fashion. We don't give people the benefit of the doubt. We don't speak in a positive manner about people. We definitely have negative things going on in our culture these days, and it's so important for us to take the positive road. Have you ever been to a restaurant and the food may not have been up to what you thought it should be? Or maybe the decor? I've walked into places before and just took the negative route immediately and realized I did not have a good time and I felt like I wasted my money. I might look at the floor and say, oh, there's a stain, or hmm, this food is not tasting the way I'd hoped it would. Maybe the steak is a little too uh, well done or whatever. Now I realize, you know, I should just tell myself, Jay, shut up. (laughs) You know, sometimes we have to practice the art of shut up and tell our mind, knock it off. You are destroying the moment. We have to speak to ourselves if we want to maintain joy. Say to ourselves, self, you're being stupid. Shut up and enjoy the moment. So the steak might not be all that great, but what can I appreciate? What can I find that is good? Is there anything here worthy? I think about Paul who says that we should think on things. We should think on things that are true. We should think on things that are noble. We should think on things that are pure. Um, Anytime you have a negative thought, anytime you have something come to mind that will squash a moment and ruin the present joy, shut it up. Tell your mind, hey, mind, knock it off. I don't want to hear from you right now. I want to enjoy what I'm doing. This is so important in life. Appreciate the moment. Appreciate the people. Appreciate the opportunities. And that brings me to another point. If you want to maintain joy, you have to maintain thankfulness. Be thankful. Thankful that you have lungs to breathe air. Thankful for the food that you do have to eat. Thankful for the home that you do have to live in. Thank you for the car that you get to drive or the job you get to go to. Many times at my job, I I might feel a little overwhelmed. I, I work in a retail environment and it's a sales environment. But I'm so thankful for that job. And every time I start getting down on it, every time I start feeling depressed that I have to show up and stay there for nine hours or when I have a struggle with a customer or some kind of system issue and it just drives me bonkers, I say to myself when I start to feel that overwhelming either anger or grief or sadness or whatever it is, what I say to myself is, Jay, this job is a blessing. In fact, if it wasn't for this job, when I went through my time of real heartache, uh, coming through a divorce and loss of a career job that I'd worked really hard for, um, God brought me into a place where I got to work in this job and it provided for me. It also gave me something to get my mind off of what was going on in my life and engage in something different. I have to be thankful for the job. Maybe I could leave that job in the future and try something else, but when I'm in it, 
I want to be present. I want to be grateful. I want to be thankful. So I encourage you when you're in a situation and you're feeling distraught, you're starting to feel overwhelmed or angry or bitter, and you don't want to be where you're at, find something to be thankful for. Maybe it's thankful that they offer free coffee in the break room. Maybe it's thankful that it's only 20 minutes from your home. Maybe be thankful that you're getting a paycheck week in and week out and it's carrying you through until you find something better. Maybe be thankful for a coworker who's been an encouragement to you. Whatever you do, be thankful and verbalize it. I know for me to maintain joy in my life, if I wake up in the morning, I don't know about you if you ever woke up in the morning in just a bad, funky mood, but (laughs) I've definitely had some of those over the last few years. And if you wake up in a bad and funky mood, the best thing you could ever do is stop, tell yourself, self, stop with your pity party, and then think of things that you're thankful for. Find out right away something you're thankful for. For me, it might be the eggs that I'm eating for breakfast. It might be the Kindle book that I'm reading on my iPad. It might be the music that I got to listen to on my phone. Maybe it's just that I got to wake up and enjoy another day and that God cares enough about me to put me in the world one more day. Usually within seconds, I'm able to stop the negativity with thankfulness. I want to encourage you today. This is a short podcast. I just want to encourage you, whatever you do, maintain joy in your life. Don't look for happy. Walk in joy. I love you guys. I'm here for you. I want to encourage you also that if if you're looking for a coach in your life, uh, I do have a coaching service that I can offer you. And we're also going to have the Life Builders Club, which is going to start up pretty soon. That's going to be an interactive uh, program where you can subscribe and uh, have a program to help you think through different things and have a support system and also have me as your coach to walk you through it. I can't say that I'm perfect. I can't say that I've mastered it, but I can say I've come through a lot over the last years and have a lot of experience in um, surviving life and thriving. I want to help you. So let me know if I can do that. You can find me at thelifebuildersclub.com, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you like this podcast, please give it a thumbs up. Uh, I could surely appreciate that. So that way we can see more people find life with the Life Builders Club. Till next time, have a great day. God bless you. You know, I love ice cream. I've loved ice cream pretty much my whole life, but as an adult, I pretty much ate ice cream every night of my life. Um, All different flavors, mostly chocolate, maybe some chocolate chip, some brownie. I put whipped cream on it. I put some hot fudge on it. I eat a lot of it, maybe too much. Maybe you're like me and you like ice cream. Um, But you know what? Today I wanna talk about how there comes times in our lives where ice cream loses its flavor. There are times in our lives where the things that we love end up losing their flavor. I've had times in my life where music no longer seemed to have any sound that would move my soul. 
times in my life where coffee no longer smelled good or where a conversation no longer brought value or where a walk in the woods felt like a walk in a dark alley. There are times in our lives where the things that we love feel like they no longer have any value, any flavor, any smell, or any taste. My favorite thing in the world that I ate every night seemed to taste bland when I went through a marriage separation and eventually a divorce. When I went through a job loss and the loss of the things that I absolutely loved to do. When my kids were distant and they were with their mom and I was walking alone for a short period of time. When many of my friends had departed and kind of left me on my own. There are times in our lives we go through great trials and loss, grief, and even depression, and it impacts every single part of our lives. Our physical bodies are interconnected with our emotions and our mind, and all of a sudden we lose interest in the things that we once loved, where even ice cream loses its flavor. I remember going through some counseling and um, the counselor told me, Jay, someday ice cream will taste good again. Someday music will sound brilliant again. Someday the sun will shine again. Someday you'll see and look up and the sky will be blue once again. But in the meantime, there are times when ice cream loses its flavor. I think a lot of that is actually a sign of depression. We go through loss in our lives. The things that we long for may not happen. Sometimes we have shocking situations that happen to us, unexpected things that happen to us. That, that's the case for me. I surely understand when overnight life can change and everything is different than it once was. And that can really shock us and set us into a place of depression or anxiety some of the signs of depression are mood swings. You might have anxiety or apathy or a general discontent, a guilt, a hopelessness, a loss of interest in pleasurable activities, and even sadness. We may have behavioral changes like agitation or crying or irritability or isolation. We may have sleep issues like waking up too early, not being able to sleep at all, uh, restlessness, we may have cognitive situations going on, like a lack of concentration, slowness in our activity, or even thoughts of not even wanting to be here anymore because there's no pleasure. We may have weight issues and physical issues and pains in our bodies and things, but also one of the major signs of depression is a poor appetite, maybe a loss of pleasurable experiences. So when we're in a state of panic or anxiety or worry or sorrow or sadness, our joy is depleted and our body seems to follow suit and all of a sudden the things that once inspired us or gave us joy no longer work. Food loses its flavor. Hobbies and interests seem to be a thing of no interest at all. Uh, I know for me, I, I used to eat ice cream every single night and enjoy it 
But during my time of trouble, I ate every ice cream every night and didn't even taste it. So therefore, I was eating way too much ice cream, and I started to see the effects on my physical body, which then caused me to feel even more depressed, anxious, stressed, and despondent. Uh, a lot of times, we go through these things, and when we can't taste something, we'll try to do more of it. And so we'll look for that joy in something, in a thing, but the thing is not going to solve the issue because it's internal. So this counselor said, one day ice cream will taste good again. And in the season I was in, I wasn't too sure about that. Maybe for you, you're in a season and you think, this is never going to get any better. This is going to get worse. There's no way I'm going to make it through this. All I see is darkness. All I taste is blandness. All I feel is numb. But I want to encourage you. You're in a season. It's just a season. Right now here in northern Michigan, I'm looking out my window and everything is white. And the trees are um, barren. There's no leaves on them. There are little ice cubes floating on them, you know, and there's snow everywhere. The road is icy. It looks brutal and cold and just bland. White is kind of colorless. And, you know, it's a season, though. The good thing about northern Michigan is spring is coming, and it is the most beautiful place in the world. There are places here in northern Michigan during spring and summer that you'd think you were in Hawaii, when you're sitting on the sands of the beach, looking at the beautiful waves and listening to the sounds of nature and feeling the sun beam off your head and swimming and bike riding and walking through the paths and, and enjoying downtown with people. And I'm, I'm saying this, it's a season. And we all go through seasons. In some seasons, things just don't feel good. In some seasons, ice cream does not taste good. After a death, you could enter a season. Maybe you lost a loved one, a husband, a wife, a child, a friend. And so they say that after a death, the first six weeks are absolutely horrible. Nothing tastes good. All your memories, all your thoughts come flooding in. The grief comes flooding in and you go through a season. But you know what? After six weeks or so, it lightens up a little bit. And you start to taste again. You start to smell again. You start to hope again. After a divorce. I know for me, um, I, I can tell you this. Every year on my divorce date for the first three years, I kind of thought about it and maybe had a sense of melancholy or a sense of sadness. But actually, after the first two years, it lightened up a little bit. And on my fourth year anniversary, it was kind of interesting. It came and went, and I didn't even think about it. I forgot all about it. You know why? Because ice cream will taste good again. And sorrow lasts for the night, and joy comes in the morning. That's a Bible verse, and I hold on to that, and I want to encourage you in that. It says in the Bible that sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You're going to go through dark times in your life. You're going to go through troubling times in your life. We're going to go through hardship, heartache, and, and sometimes miserable situations and experiences, but the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> I think about that song, the sun will come out tomorrow. Listen, it's going to happen. 
It may be dark now, but it is coming. There's a Bible verse in Isaiah 43:19 that gave me great encouragement when I felt like I had been walking through a desert of darkness. In this Bible verse, it says, see, this is God talking. I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Listen, God can give you something of hope even in the midst of a desert wasteland, even in the darkest night of your soul. There is hope. Hold on to hope. Things will taste better. Music will sound better. You will feel again. I remember for me being uh, in a situation where I felt like I was in a desert and I kind of had a little vision, um, just kind of a picture in my mind of being in the middle of a gigantic desert where I could not see anything around me for miles and miles on end. It was dry and barren and lonely, uncertain, and I had no direction. I felt lost and vulnerable and scared. I don't know if you've ever been there, and sometimes people don't want to admit that. Sometimes we want to pretend that everything is great and that we're doing good, but internally, eh, not so. So just sharing with you guys that there are times when internally it is really dark and bland. But as I continue to walk through that desert time of my life, I also had another little vision that... I had walked away from and kind of been ejected out of a place uh, where I used to live with the sights and sounds and the people that I used to be with. And now I was walking through a desert that seemed bleak and scary, but I was on my way to a new city, on my way to a new life, to a new place, to new people, to new sights and to new sounds. Here's the interesting thing. As you walk through the desert, the old things start to fade away and the new things start to appear, but it's in the middle place where it's most challenging. So let me encourage you with a few things. If you feel like ice cream has no flavor and music has no sound and art has no inspiration and conversation leaves you feeling lonely, maybe you're in a situation right now where you feel like giving up. What I really want you to do is look up. Don't give up, look up. It's time to look up. Start to look forward. Start to have a hope in your heart that the darkness may be now, but the light is soon going to shine and that you're not going to be stuck in this situation forever. Listen, I feel very inclined to tell you because I've been there and I've done that. You will make it through and life will get good. It may be different, but it will be good and you will make it. Your ice cream will actually take taste better. I'm telling you, I never could have imagined that ice cream could take taste better, but it does. All of a sudden now, because I've learned, because I've been able to walk through some things, when you learn and you walk through some things, you get a new perspective, you get a new appreciation, and all of a sudden you start to think, wow, what I used to like, what I used to do, that was nothing compared to where I'm at now, and everything tastes better through new perspective. Everything tastes better when you've crossed over to the other side. 
I think of Jesus with his disciples and he gets on a boat with the disciples and he's tired and he's weary and he lays down on the back of the boat and falls asleep and a gigantic hurricane-like wind comes over the boat and the men in the boat think they're going to die. Everything looks bleak and hopeless. They're screaming out, God, don't you care? Won't you save us? Don't you see what's happening? We're going to die here in this storm. And it looks bleak. And Jesus wakes up and he calms the storm and puts them on the other side. Now they've made it through the storm and there is peace. I'm telling you, you're going to make it and things are going to be good for you if you will look up instead of back. A couple things I want to encourage you in real quick with this short podcast. One, if you feel that ice cream does not taste good, if you feel that music no longer sounds good, if you feel numb and hurting and broken, if you feel like you're walking down a dark alley by yourself and everything is scary, number one, seek help. Seek help. Seek the Lord, lift your eyes to heaven where your help comes from and ask God to give you the fortitude and the strength to keep on walking through this time, to give you a hope and a future and also seek help from people. Isolation is terrible. I'm so grateful for the few people in my life that knew that I was going through this time and reached out to me. They called me. They talked with me. They prayed with me. I remember going to church when I felt like I had no desire to go. I forced myself to go. I threw myself at the altar and prayed out to God and went to the prayer teams and said, guys, listen, I can't taste ice cream. Music sounds horrible. I'm completely depressed and miserable. And you know what? I am so grateful for the people who just prayed for me and encouraged me and followed up with me. If if you're in a situation right now where you're bleak and you're hurting, seek help. I also sought a counselor. I actually went to a counselor uh, once a week and a counseling intensive that was so helpful for me to see new perspective, gain um, perspective, and find hope for the future. And also had a good friend to call and talk to. Seek help. Reach out. Don't walk through it alone. The second thing I encourage you to do is establish daily disciplines. So maybe you're thinking food doesn't taste good, so you don't want to eat. That's a horrible situation that affects your body. It affects your mind. It affects your work. It affects your relationships. It affects everything. So Put it on your schedule if you need to. Put it in your calendar to eat so that you don't forget. And make sure that what you're eating is good. So I remember going through this situation and I determined I don't feel like eating. Nothing tastes good. So I put it on my calendar to eat breakfast. And I'd get an alert on my calendar that says, Jay, eat breakfast. Then I also got an alert on my calendar, eat dinner. I also put in my shopping list, good food. Now, unfortunately, I actually ate way too much ice cream and Culver's. I call that uh, ice cream and Culver therapy. Uh, That caused me to actually gain about 30 pounds. So I encourage you, take care of yourself. Schedule the times to eat. Program what you're going to eat and then force yourself to do it. Get yourself an eating plan. Also, the daily disciplines of gratitude. In my journal every day, I would read a quick Bible verse and write down the things I was thankful for. And by doing that every day, I made it through the darkness. I had help 
and I had some disciplines. I didn't do it right all the time. Sometimes I blew it. There were definitely times where I sat in my pajamas in a numb position all day long and did nothing. But I'll tell you, if you have it in your calendar and you have the disciplines and you have some help from outside, you're going to make it. The third thing I encourage you to do is keep walking. Don't lay down and die. Don't accept that this is your life forever. I encourage you to get up, to keep walking, to do the disciplines, to do what's needed every single day. And finally, to keep it in your mind, write it on your windshield of your car, write it on the mirror of your bathroom. Joy will come in the morning. Keep walking keep praying, keep looking up. Make sure you rest and recuperate and regather your thoughts and remember what the Lord has done for you in the past because he's not done and the future is going to be good. I remember at that time when things you know, didn't look good for me, I thought I was over with. I thought I would never be used again. I thought that You know, God couldn't use me with my failures and my screw-ups and all the loss. But I'm going to tell you what, he does and he will. You're not alone. This is just a season. The springtime is coming. Ice cream will taste better. Music will be even more vibrant and inspiring than it ever was. And art will blow your mind and make you dream of new things. And conversations will be better. Just remember, deliverance is coming. There is a hope in a future. This is just a season. So I want to encourage you one more time. When you're going through these situations, find help in the Lord and with other people. Find a counselor, find a coach, find a friend, and let them help you through it. Set some daily disciplines in your life that even when you don't feel like it, get up and exercise. Take a walk, make a phone call. There were times in my life where I made a phone call when I didn't want to talk to anyone because I knew isolation is deadly, but in fellowship, there is life. Keep walking. Don't look back. Don't look down. Keep looking up. And remember, joy is coming and ice cream will taste good again. If you need some help, reach out to me. Uh, I can help you. I'm, I'm doing some life coaching with clients and we're really helping people rebuild and to find new ways of doing life, making it through the dark times and looking forward towards the light. Give me a call or um, you know, reach out to me. Uh, through the Facebook group, and it is uh, Life Builders Club with Jay Julian. And uh, you know what? I love you guys. I hope you have a great day, and I hope this was encouraging to you. Don't give up. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And remember, ice cream will soon taste good again.